And now for the podcast that knows the way to watch a murder mystery movie is without having it spoiled for you. This is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Twice, by the way. Twice, yeah. Twice. I said, don't read. I said, specifically, I texted, do not read this. Return, 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 return. Because he hadn't answered whether he had finished it or saw it yet. Exactly. That's why I said, why would you even do that? And then you go, um, technically, if you read what I wrote, it wasn't a spoiler. (laughs) So you should go back and read it spoil it. It wouldn't 100% spoil it. It was like borderline stuff, but, but it was just me speculating. My friends out there listening to us, if I even dared to attempt to do that, I would be ripped a new asshole endlessly, expeditiously. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. Be, be friend. Be kind. I apologized to Spade, and I deserve this ribbing. All right, so let's tell everybody what we're talking about, right? Because before we get into spoilers, we don't want to ruin it for anybody. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Tale, or whatever the hell it's called. Basically the sequel to Knives Out. It's a Knives Out mystery, yeah, which... And we're and we're not that slick of a podcast to start off with, oh, let's do non-spoiler and spoiler. We're going to go 100% right into it. Yeah, I mean, but this is a hard movie to talk about without really spoiling because it's a murder mystery yeah, and yeah, you yeah. got to ruin the murder and the mystery pretty much right up front. Or like before your friend even sees the movie when you can just text him 1230 at night and then ask him in the morning, hey, did you see the movie? No, I was sleeping. You know, I kind of came, did not see it in my sleep. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right after it was uh, uh, you guys in our perpetual thumb were text chat. We're much kinder to each other, by the way, on when we're live on the pod. You know what? Because most, most of it is misunderstandings, I think. is. <laughs> So I, today I write, you know, we're so mean to each other here. It's like a microcosm of the internet and how things happen psychologically to people. And the response was, macrocosm these nuts. <laughs> Not even microcosm these nuts. It was macrocosm no, no, these nuts. All of them. All of them. Every one of them. All the nuts. Yeah. All the nuts. The big nuts, the small nuts. Mr. Peanut. And ca- cashews. You're giving our Ted's chat way too much credit. We just, we're just three people just giving each other shit all day because we're friends and that's what we do that's right that's right i it, it was i think it was ariana it was like what do you think and i said first two acts a plus third act like a b i agree so you enjoy it as a whole i think ryan johnson uh uh is an excellent filmmaker i love the character i loved the first one i think i like the first one more uh i think it was brilliantly constructed and after a few days of thinking about it, um, like reflecting on it and, and the character of Benoit Blanc and a couple of specific things, I, I, I think, it, I, I think it's, it was a really, really good, or I think it was a really, really good movie. I have some very, very specific criticisms of it. One that I'm backpedaling on now and another one that I'm going to stick to my guns. So that's a long way of saying, yes, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Spade? I like this movie. I thought it was good. Um, I kind of, I mean, I, I know I'm giving T a hard time about spoiling it because technically kind of did, kind of didn't. Basically what he told me was that uh, Cassandra was dead via group chat, but I'm watching and I'm like, well, all right, there's going to be some twists with her, obviously. And then as I'm watching the movie, you know, the they make it seem like uh, Edward Norton's character. What, what's his name, Ariani? Miles Braun. Miles Braun. That he's going to be the one who's killed. And then it's 
Dave Bautista's character, Duke. And I texted these guys. I'm like, don't spoil it for me. T, you specifically. <laughs> I really think it's going to be Miles who's killing off all his friends because they're not getting on board with whatever the master plan is here. And T's response was, third act twist in the second act, huh? And I'm like, oh, okay. No, you brought up third act. <laughs> no. You brought up you third act twist. You said third act he twist. He and I said, <laughs> in general, in general, in film structure, it's the midpoint twist in a thing. Whether that's in The Matrix, where it's revealed that Cypher is actually working with 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 the uh, with the agents. Gee. What? Spade is not watching this with any of that in mind at all. He is literally just watching it. <laughs> okay, so so the question we have to ask is, what is what is in Spade's mind when he's watching these kinds of things? <laughs> he just wants to, he just, he I was putting the mystery to together it. myself, and I wanted to predict it before seeing the whole movie. You know what I clocked? Like, so when Dave Bautista's character, Duke, Duke Cody, great name, when he had his his attack and he died, I was like, I tested my friend who, who I know had already seen. I was like, did he just have an allergic reaction? Because I heard when he said early in the movie when uh, Ethan Hawke sprays the thing into his throat. Well, he, he was allergic to anything but pineapples. Yeah, he was like, is, that, is there pineapple in that? And he's like, no. He was like, because Duke doesn't mess with pineapple. And so when he has the drink, I'm like, oh, he had an allergic reaction. I'm like, somebody slipped something into his drink. But it's yeah. kind of like... At that point, I didn't know who or why. You know, I wasn't, I actually wasn't going into this thinking that Edward Norton was the killer. I was thinking that it would have been Peg. It would have been funny if it was Daryl, actually, the random just like guy, but he didn't factor in too much. I mean, originally, I'm, I'm like, okay, what is he? He's just here to be a red herring, basically running around the island and, and he whatever. He wasn't even a red herring. He was just kind of there to be like funny because he was, um, he was one of the inspectors in Knives Out. He was the he was the other cop, in in the last movie. And oh so really? Right Is now, he meant to be the same character? No, he's not. He's a totally oh. different character. <laughs> but he's kind of like even pick Gordon, up on that. He's kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where he's in all of Ryan Johnson's movies. So he just put him in there, you know, for fun. He gave him his friend oh, okay. a job, which is nice, you know. <laughs> and there's so so many so many great like uh, cameos in this, and cameos done right. That's really cool. You know, with uh, we were talking about it about the um, when he was playing. What's the name of the game? Among Us. That you killed people. Among Us. He was playing with. Uh, he was playing with Kareem um, Abdul-Jabbar. Natasha and Nata- yeah. yeah. Natasha. Natasha Leone. Nat- uh, Stephen Sondheim. Right. And, all of which and, and, and um, Angela Lansbury. All of which have some kind of murder mystery kind of thing in their future and right. their background and the, uh, coming up. I thought the you know? Among Us thing was so funny, especially because it's such a 2020 thing. The whole the whole movie takes place during COVID. It takes place early in COVID. It takes place like in May of the lockdown. Um, and him playing Among Us was so funny to me because one, it's a murder mystery game. It's like Mafia. And he was terrible at it. He's bad at it. He doesn't. He doesn't like Among Us. He doesn't like Clue. He's he's bad at it. He doesn't like games like that. Um, but I thought it was funny that he thought the puzzle bots that Miles sent to everybody was just like he's like oh he's filled with like children's puzzles like he just <laughs> belittled it. Yeah, I was solving that live. Like, and you ask Kate, swear to God, when it, the music played, I was like, you know, that's Bach fugue in G minor. Well, hey, the best part of that, the movie basically. 
foreshadowing. That was a solvable puzzle. That was a solvable puzzle. Well, any puzzle is solvable, but in any case, no, you understand. Don't you understand my meaning? Don't miss a willful misunderstanding. This is a, a taste of our, our group chat right here. Yeah, but yeah. In any case, um, the foreshadowing with with Andy, who we come to find out is actually Helen, just bashing the box open, is great. I was right, like, what, right. I was like, what a great bit of foreshadowing. And also with um with Yo Yo Ma, he's another cameo. Right, right, right. That was in. That was pretty sweet. He basically kind of says what the whole movie is. He's like. Where he explains the fugue when like you put it all together and it creates something new when you play it again. And I'm like, that's like actually really cool. Hey, hey, what does uh Sylvester Stallone say to his mother? What? Yo yo ma <laughs> That's my yo yo ma joke. Or was it a Sylvester Stallone joke? I'm not totally sure. Yo ma. But, All right. but uh, no, I, 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 I back to the question before, did I enjoy this movie? Yeah, I did. Um, but seriously, once I texted you guys what the mystery was and T pretty much confirmed it at that point, for me, it was kind of just going through the motions. So I was a little bored by the third act. Um, you were just waiting for it to like be confirmed. like fully. Right, right. Basically, I'm like, okay, there's going to, I guess, not really be a big twist here. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess there kind of is. And... Uh, you know the movie's fine. The movie, the movie, I I enjoyed it. I, I I liked it. I'm looking forward to the next one, um, and that's basically honest, where. Yeah, I can't ask for anything more from this just because it's so. It's just fun. I'm like, wow, a fun movie with a great cast doing fun things. Like the cast really had good chemistry together. Everybody looked like they were having the best time. Yeah, they look like they were just hanging out, having a good time. Absolutely. I mean, this is the best movie, original movie Netflix put out in a long time. In a long time. I don't even know what original movie, not TV show. I mean, Pinocchio. Pinocchio was really good. Pinocchio was good. What was that rock thing? What was the rock thing? What was the rock, was the rock movie with Ryan Reynolds? What, oh, Ryan Red Notice? Is that your favorite? I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that, your favorite. I mean, it's... <laughs> that's a fun, stupid movie, though. It's like anyway, it's like a Michael. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. It's like a Michael Bay movie. That that thing, oh, you know the, what I mean? I'm trying to make jokes. The Gray Man came right, out right. this year. That was also wretched. All right, so let's let's let me get down to the to the the the, the issue text. that I had the, the the issue that I had with it that I backed off of because my wife and I are very, uh, you know, we connect with we we spend time connect with each other like a thing we do together is cozy mysteries right we've watched all of the agatha christie we absorb anything any version of poirot or sherlock holmes or ms marple or this or that we get those hunter killer boxes and we're doing those mysteries i didn't think miss marvel was a mystery t <laughs> anyway so what and you know so i'm going in let me really 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 looking forward to glass onion and it was you know really good in the beginning um, I thought it was it was really good. I kind of like you know mysteries not set in in like bright sunlight, but you know what? A lot of Agatha Christie's are set on islands, are set in Egypt, are set everywhere. So you have these kind of things. Um, They're like a and, it's like a genre. It's like a vacation mystery. I think is what right, it's called. Right, so, right. So I'm uh, 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 and I'm you know in there and I'm like watching it. Kate and I are watching. I'm like, okay, this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. And the expectation is you really have to unpack everything. And what Ryan Reynolds gave us was... Ryan Johnson. Whoop. Different Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. 
uh, gave us was, no, this is just stupid. It's a glass onion. There's supposed to be all these layers, but it's everything is absolutely transparent. There's no real mystery here, right? And and I was like, because I had in my head, and this is what I texted, was that when they revealed halfway through the film, they revealed that uh, Andy was dead and her sister Helen was there, right? Played by um, Janelle Monet. Played Janelle Monet, um, and she's great. My introduction to Janelle Monet was in Sesame Street, where she was like the power of try or the power of yet. The power of yet. She's a great pop anyway. singer. If you guys haven't heard any of her albums, they're phenomenal. I saw Janelle Monet live, I want to say like four years ago for my birthday, and awesome show. She's wonderful. And I'm really happy. No, she's great. I'm, I'm happy that she's been acting more. And I think this is like the first like real meaty part she's gotten. But then, but I haven't seen Moonlight, so. So I'm there and I'm like, okay. He puts the middle thing, you know, the middle, you know, in the middle that exactly one halfway through the movie that, that Andy is actually dead and hits her sister. And then we're going through that and I'm watching and I'm like, this can't be it. Right. Uh, and I'm going through and it's getting crazy. And then she's shot and they were getting to it and they're coming out. And I was like, no, I think Andy. Helen, her sister was Helen, her or what was Helen. her sister's name? Helen, yeah. Okay, Andy, Andy killed her sister or made up a sister, and that's she's not really dead, and she's the one that's going to kill everybody and kind of get them to because she wanted to be away from the company when they did all of the the energy things, get the money, know it's going to fall apart, but make some kind of money and then come back into the company to quote unquote save it. And that 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 um, she would kill Edward Norton because I thought Edward Norton was going to die. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Miles Braun was going to die. Uh, El- I'm just going to say Elon Musk no, was going to no, die. No, 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 no. Let's so, call him Miles um, Braun because he's a composite. He's not just one guy. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. So, so, um, so, and that's what I was excited. And then I was like, I constructed this complicated gear of thing about what's really happening and all the kind of things that I'm not expecting. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, Benoit Blanc is like, "This is just all so stupid, <laughs> right?" And so I was like, "Ah!" Oh. And I walked out of feeling going, "Yeah, this is all so stupid." So I had some time to think about it, and it was that point when you go back to that conversation that they had on the on the balcony there in I don't know where they were, um, um, like in his it apartment, Italy or, like, or something. It like no, New York it was like. <laughs> I think it was okay, so. Well, so, one little cute thing about that scene. Remember, he goes, "I'm not Batman," and he says, "I'm not Batman." Then, when he when Benoit Blanc says, "I'm not Batman," and then like two minutes later, he's like, "Wait, but if we take you and you can go and you can imitate your sister and you could," it goes. The music goes, "Bum bum 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 bum." It does the Batman, the 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 Batman, thing, which is really cool. That's nice. So. So he goes there and he says, you know what? I'm just going to turn on the Southern Charm when I get there. And then I'm like thinking about it. I was like, yeah, because he was a little bit like soft. Like it was like, okay. He was like it's a not, little bewildered. He's just there. He was just kind of like, yeah. I have no idea and what's then, going on. Like a, like a loop. And then, yeah. and, then, and then he gets, 
And he's like, oh, look at all these interesting people. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of a little bit different. Is this kind of like, I thought it was just softening up to, the, you know, Ryan Johnson was just softening up to, yeah, I got a lot of stars here. Let's have fun. You know, like like uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven or something like that, Ocean's Ten or something like that. But then Benoit Blanc was angry at the end. And all of a sudden it was... I was just as hangry as Benoit Blanc. I was f***ing furious. I, he was channeling my emotions in, in the movie. And I was like, ah, yeah, I'm so frustrated. This is so stupid. There's no mysteries to solve here. You know, there's just this thing kind of, you know, uh, going on. Of course it's him. Well, he's going, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. <laughs> Every time he kept saying that at the end, it was great. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's how I was feeling. And there was giving language to my feeling. But... And after that, though, I'm seeing that change in his character from he wasn't the knives out Benoit Blanc in the first half of that film. He he was the after. After the flashback, he became the Benoit Blanc that we saw in well, once the he realized it's, it's I mean, pretty it's, serious here. Well, in my own. Right, well, right, right. Well, when you bring up knives out, when you watch it again and I watch it not recently, but like recent enough where early in the movie, he knows Marta's involved with the murder. Right. There's no mystery for him at that point. He knows she's involved. He's just messing around trying to figure out how she's going to slip up or what's he's he's figuring it out as we go along. Uh, but I thought that he was already under the assumption he was she was involved, but she didn't do it. Right. That's what I remember. That she, he wanted to get to the truth, and it was too easy to say it's his blood on your your shoe, and then get to arrest her. He could have, he could have, he could have sent her away right. with just that right off the bat. Right, but right, at this, and then you have but, no movie. Right, but with right. this movie, with this movie, he goes to the island with Helen, right, and plausibly anybody on that island would have a reason to kill Cassandra. That's the mystery that he's trying to solve. Like, any one of these people have a reason to kill her because they're trying to protect Miles. They're trying to protect their golden titty, as they keep calling it, you know, so... Right, well, it's it's a double mystery, right? It's who killed Duke and who killed her. Cassandra, right. There's right. a double murder here. Right. So there right. is still a mystery, and, of course, now, in hindsight, now that we know who... Wait, is who's the- Cassandra? Andy. So, but in hindsight, we think about it. And of course, we all love that line where Ben Wallbuck is just like, it's just dumb. And with the title and with Edward Norton being this douchey billionaire who talks about being a disruptor. And it's just like, yeah, of course he's the killer. It's obvious. But we didn't think that going to movie. I didn't think that. I'm thinking, okay. Any one of these people could be a plausible murderer. And I didn't even think Edward Norton would be the one. I was ready for it to be Peg. Just because she's kind of like the low-key background character. Uh, um, Colleen Wing from uh, Netflix Marvel. <laughs> Iron Fist. Bugs. Bugs from Matrix. What, Bugs? She, she's Bugs in the Matrix? She was in a Matrix that you didn't finish. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she was one, one, one of the... <laughs> One of the sand snakes. There was a new right? Matrix. Yeah. Uh, she well, had, oh, that's Je- right. She Je- was one of the Jessica sand snakes, Henwick right? Is the actress's name, and she has had a banger of a year. I honestly love her. She's great. She's wonderful. 
Um, everybody was wonderful in this movie. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson was so funny in oh, this. Oh, yeah. She was so She too. was so funny. I laughed out loud when we saw her the mask. The sweatshop. Oh, the, the, well, the well, mask, well, yeah. But that, the, the, the sweatshop, of, sweatpants, oh confusion God. was... Wow. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah. That Amazing. was great. That, that was, was great. Funny. No, but like I legitimately laughed out loud when I saw her mask and it was just like this net... <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, what a, what amazing character detail! Like every single one of the characters right, right. we meet has like yeah, the way they wear yeah. their masks, the way they they don't wear their masks. Like it says a lot about them. And I know these characters are like big, like bold archetypes. Like we're all like, oh, the, this one's like the Kardashians, and this one's like Joe Rogan, and this one's like Elon Musk, and this one's like the other one. And it's just like, yeah, these are big archetype characters that could that are composite of like many different things." But I think that's pretty typical in murder mysteries, right? It's like in Clue, there's Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet and... Right, right. Yeah. But see, it's the Clue is a... Right, right, right. And I, I like their Clue references too, right. you know. Uh, but um, I thought just thought, because, you know, I was I was going into it also thinking it was going to be like... Uh, and then there was none Agatha Christie's where the, everybody's on an island and it, the, the, the murder thing is super complicated. You know, so I'm I'm kind of like going in looking for. You know that. what though? I think that's All probably right, so, everybody's expectations, and then when it turns out that it's not that, right, it's like, right, right. Oh, it it's really not, is that, that simple. That, that yeah, it's pretty so, simple. Right. But you know what? I think that's what makes it still like really enjoyable. Put a lampshade on it, and it was just like, um, is that the phrase? Is that the turn of phrase? I don't think Put it's. I don't think it's even necessarily lampshading. I think it's just true to character. It's just true to character because people give millionaire tech giants so much credit they right 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 they get so much credit for being innovative and like his innovation is a new fuel source right it's a new fuel source and it's made with seawater it doesn't work it, and it does but he didn't do it right but he, he didn't, didn't come up it, with it right? he didn't design but, it right. he didn't come up with that just... who would get all the credit for it like he, well exactly. him because he's the financer right exactly and it's just like he doesn't care about anything except his own ego like we were talking earlier how he treats art you know when he's introduced he's playing blackbird he understand he's it. playing blackbird on paul mccartney's guitar he's like yeah right. this is paul mccartney's guitar i'm gonna throw it on the floor and it's just like he has a matisse hanging in a bathroom he I, th- I thought that was a joke down. with the guitar that it really wasn't that guitar i thought he was I'm just making sure the joke was. because I'm then he sure smashed it, it and she said something and then he said oh i tricked i fooled you or something like that Right and a, and a Rothko upside down. Right, and right. and and renting out the Mona Lisa, to the point he is so egotistical he puts in a failsafe, thinking that nothing could harm it. Thinking like thinking just like nothing's gonna touch me, and nothing's gonna touch the Mona Lisa. And there were so many brilliant moments of comedy humor, like the Serena Williams bit was. Was like that was solid. Great. It was like that beautiful. Was that was, was great because you really think that's just so like good. a poster or something. There, and all of a sudden, right, it starts right, like right, talking. Right, a, a, digi- uh, a video poster, and she's like, "Listen, it's your money." Somebody pointed you out know, that the she's, book she's reading is Gravity's, Gravity's Rainbow. Rainbow. And he said yeah. in the last movie, he's like, "Nobody reads Gravity's that book. Rainbow." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I I was honestly really satisfied by this movie, and I think this is just more instance of ryan johnson just hating rich people and wanting them to be punished just just like in the last movie the typical cozy murder mystery isn't a murder mystery about 
like, you know, uh, poor people. You know, it's only rich people that you know. No, nobody is poor in Clue, right? So it's part of the it's it's part of the genre. Well, you know who right? is poor is Helen. It's established she's a teacher. She's just a school teacher. She's not like. But a, no, no. There's always there's always poor people on the peripheral. Right, and so was Marta. Marta was just an immigrant who was a nurse. Right, the, but the, these the are people the who are murdered. But they they are in orbit around. So there's poor people in Agatha Christie's. Right. You know, there's there's tropes in Agatha Christie's. There's always this, you know, you know, communist socialist student who's who's like smarter than his own good, who doesn't have any money and hates rich people. So this this kind of thing always goes on. So there are like the butler isn't rich, you know, but if the butler yeah. did it, right? I just think but, in this um, case so, they're making him the hero. Couple of things, mm-hmm. uh, right? Well, I don't. In murder mysteries, they don't make rich people the hero. No, really, no, the poor know? people I, are the hero. Right, Mar- right, Mar- right. But Marta, sometimes that happens. Marta and Helen are are both. Right. They're the heroines so, in these movies. I, I'd like to mention one other um, cameo with with um, uh, Jackie Hoffman. J- Jackie Hoffman, who plays um, who plays uh, Dave, Duke Cody's mom, Dave Bautista's mom. Oh, who was in the background and, and she just saw like funny. she solved it or whatever she was great she was great sequence <laughs> right when she slapped she's him great. it's like uh, his reaction was was oh, oh right. my god and 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 she's also great in uh in um uh, she's also great in only murders in the building mm. she's one of the tenants in only oh murders my in the god, building that's you know right wow yeah well, that's awesome. Hey, that's another murder mystery show. Right, right, right. Oh, we didn't get to space so, favorite okay, character. So here's. Oh, go go. You go, and then I have. I'll, I'll pick my last. I have my last nitpick. Who whiskey? Is, is yeah. That, is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I loved her. My favorite delivery from her was her Benoit Blanc, where he talks about the necklace. He's like, he got this necklace for you just a few months ago for your birthday, and you're a Taurus. And she's like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was great right, right, too. Right, she, right. I am. <laughs> as if she just. Oh my god, you're so brilliant! I'm a she, As if she just noticed. Oh, so good. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, she. she was oh, we didn't talk too. about Catherine Hahn. I think. Catherine I think Hahn. Catherine Hahn of all the people. Are, she. I mean, she's brilliant. I love Catherine Hahn. So funny. Um, but she was the most underused. I think a little I bit. Think, I think she was think, tiny I bit think underused. Leslie Odom Jr. was the most underused. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say that that it would be between right. the two of them for sure. I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get his character really. I mean, I get it, I understand it. You know what I mean? But it was like I still like right. them both. He in just the movie, got. And he, I like he, that they didn't give him much. Like they didn't a, give him much, right? They were kind of like the more sensible people. They were the more. They were the straight right. men out of this group of just like right. lunatics. You yeah. know, so because they gave everything to Dave Batista. You know, they gave everything to him. He's he's great. Best uh, until he died, anyway. <laughs> best. Former wrestler actor. Yeah, I think we agree. He's he's gonna. Yeah, he he's already been great in so many things, but I think he's gonna do more and more and more because he's he puts in some good work. I I I got, I got over the 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 mystery. This is what I didn't get over. The extended burning of everything, smashing of the. The, the the glass the object the glass objects of art and the 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 
slow motion running with the burning and all the things and everybody's just kind of going like, like I'm doing, sorry, it's a podcast and I'm doing body art. You're doing visual body art. art. I'm doing visual, yeah. So, um, and, uh, and it just, I get it. I understand it. It went on too long. It just went on too long. It felt like the end of Black Adam, right? It just was That's like- That's an insult. Everything- <laughs> That's right. an insult. I, I just, uh, yeah, right. But if that's what it felt like. It, I agree. It felt see, like the, the, it was the just... slow motion, because you could see what it's building up to, and it's just like, all right, let's just get there already. I want equips and character. I didn't need an action an action scene at the end of this film. I didn't need I that. I was fine with it. I, I'm more than happy to see rich people get their stuff destructed. I'll watch two hours of that straight. But he, here's, a, here's my big problem with, with the end finale, right? So the whole movie, they're telling you about this energy and that it's a bad idea, and basically you're, you're, you're putting an atom bomb in everybody's house. That's how they describe this thing, right? Right, right. right. Or hydrogen bomb, whatever they say. Yeah. Then they throw it into the fire, and it's this huge explosion, and you're like, oh my god, they just killed everybody. Nope. Go in, and everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> what? Like, 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 like Wiley Coyote but, when he had a stick of dynamite in his mouth, and he just has a little bit of like, like charcoal cheeks. on his cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's like movie, everybody's fine. This movie's so cartoonish, and everybody's in it so cartoonish. And it, and it, and it was, it was cartoonish, and it was like they did, they twice did. And 1980s teenage movie slow clap. They did it twice. They did it once with, I'm going to smash this. And then they're like, oh, I can't believe she smashed it. And I'm going to smash it again. And they're like, oh, I can't believe she smashed it. And they smash it again. Oh, she's still smashing. She doesn't really care. Oh, We're going to smash oh, too. And well, then, then it goes, then everybody oh, I can smash too. So, so it, was, it was a smashing of objects, glass objects of art, slow, slow clap. And then at the end... They did the same thing. They're all sitting awkwardly on stairs. And he's like, yeah, uh, did I? Uh, yeah, I think I saw that. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I saw that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I saw the, them going to. And about? I'm like, this is another, another slow clap. I think. You know, and I'm like, oh. Ariani, I think what I need After to the see. After the slow motion. Is a one man play of Glass Onion where T plays all the characters. Yeah, after that, per- that? <laughs> after that performance, that's what I want to see. Jesus Christ. Well, hey. I put my heart into that, and people would love it. You got that Benoit Blanc look, T. Well, you know, I- I'm honestly fine with it. Cause you know, how-, how old is how old is, uh, Daniel, how old Craig? is uh, Daniel Craig? He's got to be in his 50s. I-, I think he's younger than me. Mm. Well, in any case, I was fine with the finale. Because you know what? Even the slow motion bit, because I forgot about the failsafe on the Mona Lisa, that button that they go to push. And oh, 54. He's 54. He's two years, three years older than me. So that's when I realized what was happening. And I was like, what a payoff to like the tiniest setup. And I think that's what, I think with both of these movies, more than the mystery, it's the setup and the payoff. And I just watched The Apartment for New Year's Eve, which is one of my favorite movies ever. And Billy Wilder is such a master at setup and payoff in so many of his movies, but in that one in particular. And I think that's what makes it so satisfying. I I know it was maybe cartoonish, but considering that everybody in this movie is so cartoonish and so exaggerated and so archetypical, 
I'll, I, I can't dock it because I was just so satisfied. I was just like, yes, I'm happy to see a rich person's entire livelihood be destroyed. And his, and the, the actual Mona Lisa burning. But all right, here, here's my, my one big question slash complaint for this movie. The, the six or seven, how many of them there are? They're all really good friends, right? They keep saying it. We're the, uh, the disruptors and this and we're old friends, this and that, okay? They don't know that Andy has a twin sister. You know what? I think it kind of goes into like how selfish they are. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, that's, I, just a, that's just like another thing where it's just like they don't really care about someone who doesn't benefit them. Right. And they, you know, they, they don't want people to know about their, their people are embarrassed about their families. And plus, I a, Andy, I think I have she a poor said person she, as or, in their family. Or I think, you know, people I think don't Helen talk said about she didn't families. want anything really to do with that part of Andy's life. You know what I think? What? It's dumb. It's just dumb. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks.